You're watching Forget Being Cool. There's no hope left for these souls. Welcome to Listening In, the place where music checks in. Hi, Josh. Salutations, Dave. Salutations. Eh, this doesn't work. I say hi to people. That's what I do here. I don't know if people know this. <laughs> I, I've known from every intro you've ever done. Uh, thanks for checking in with me here, at listening in, Josh. I mean, it, it's it's in the slogan. I it's it's kind of my job too. Yeah, but yeah. Me and Josh, we check in to listening in, and we talk about music every week. Josh, you picked an album as you do, and I think you're going to be excited about what I have to say this time. Good. But, but why don't That's you tell exactly me all about it? <laughs> well, let me just get it queued up here. So how else to start an episode about the only band ever than with this? And I hope that people's speakers can pick this up. Nothing says post-hardcore like a good old-fashioned guitar like that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the only band ever today on Listening In. Thank you, George. Uh, 2006 to me is loving this right now. So now that we've gotten shut off of YouTube for copyrights. Yeah, <laughs> on this episode of Listening In, we're talking about, as I said, the only band ever, St. Catherine's Own, Alexis on Fire. These guys, they started out, they're from, well, if I said they're from St. Catherine's. They are ex- extremely pivotal to a lot of people's a lot of people getting into post-hardcore and especially with acts like Billy Talent and Cancer Bats and I'd say some other American ones like some of them more I guess suppose you could lump Rise Against in there because they're more on the punk side. Right. Definitely responsible for getting a lot of people interested in the heavier side of music. And Crisis itself is, I would argue, the band's international breakthrough because their previous album, Watch Out, from 2004, that really helped put them more on the map in Canada. But outside of Canada, it still took them a while to really get that exposure. And for me, I'd say this is my favorite album just above Watch Out. And for good reason, because my first exposure to the this album was with the track This Could Be Anywhere in the World, which, of course, is a single but it's probably one of my favorite tracks there's just because I've heard so many times it's extremely melodic. The thing you have to know about this band, especially on this album, is they are not afraid to show you that they have three very different and very versatile singers. You've got George Pettit, of course, on the screens, as you just heard. But let's not forget that Dallas Green was a fantastic singer and songwriter and still is in his own right between when he between Alexis on Fire and at that time he had just started doing City in Color as a side project and that's where he really let his soulful voice shine and you definitely hear that on this album especially on a track like This Could Be Anywhere in the World you know in the verse the streets are in distress you can really feel that emotion that's why every time I sing that chorus of the city the city is haunted by ghosts and then you have uh, other the other guitarist, Wade McNeil, chime in with that. Go, Like, the fact that those voices can mesh together so well, combined with the guitars. There aren't a lot of solos, but the riffs on here are really good. And then you have probably the best lineup change for this band. Jordan Hastings joined on drums for this album. 
and he's got a groove to how he plays the drums, but he can really throw in some good fills on here, like especially this song, as well as We Are The Sound, which is another favorite, just because... I love that. You- uh, Josh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. No, I know. Although, I don't want to ramble on forever. You're so excited. And I'm going to tell you, every time you're like, you know what else is a really good favorite of mine? I'm like, yeah, that one's my favorite too. This album, I'll tell you right now. Let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you something. This is maybe my favorite album we've done so far on this show, right? That's new to that, that feels new to me, although you said I've heard this band. You're right. I've heard this band. I couldn't place it, and it was back in my early, like, 2007, 8, kind of, like, I'm rebelling because I'm a freshman in high school, kind of. <laughs> The, the, the dark thing about this album, though, and you can see it from the album art, and also if you look at the lyrics for the title track, it is it isn't very much. They took some stuff from there was a blizzard in the Great Lakes region in 1977 that was in Niagara Falls, Western New York, and I think probably more towards St. Catharines and Hamilton in Ontario, and like it was bad. Like you guys thought the ice storm in 2013 was bad, or the ice storm in 1998 was bad. Hmm. That's 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 along the lines of what we're talking about here. So yeah, they they use a lot of source pictures for that. This... And the the title track is that whole this town is going under. The, the that song is basically talking about this blizzard's going to kill everybody because it's it's so there's so much snow. Like this thing caused millions in damage and led to the deaths of at least 25 people, but it's like that refrain of 19771977 and then in the second verse when it's like, one, there's nothing that you can do. The sky is going to crush you. The way it hammers itself in, it's almost like a mantra of, you know, just remember that day. This is going to be the last thing you remember. And yeah. it's so desolate. I'd also recommend if you want to hear an as good or even superior version of Crisis on YouTube, look up the BBC Radio Sessions version of Crisis because the way it opens with the little guitar, the guitar strumming a little bit, like the chorus and you have Dallas singing, it does really well. And let's not forget the bass work on here from one Chris Steele. I You may not always hear it at times, but it's there. I it's there. love this. I love my favorite thing about this right now is how excited you are about this album. I I couldn't name a track on here that I disliked. Right? Like there's not a single song on here that I could be like, eh, it's okay. Like, no no no. All of it is stellar. There are tracks that I like more than others. I've listened to this album a couple times. I'll tell you, every time I listened to it, I was never sick of it. I never got to a point like, I can't believe I'm listening to this album again. This this music flows with me. It's It takes me to a different time in my life. I'll admit that. Like It is definitely not uh, David in 2019 kind of flow here, but it is definitely something that I enjoy listening to. It's a very inclusive album. I mean, again, you got songs like We Are The Sound, We Are The End. I mean, granted, uh, what is it, track list-wise, it's like, well, which one are you, The Sound or The End? <laughs> but at least they didn't have the last track be We Are The End. It's instead uh, another single, Rough Hands, which I think is uh, about uh, it's about a relationship that's kind of on the rocks. Having and- Having some issues. Yeah, that your hands will always be rough. There's always going to be 
trouble associated with that. And I got to go back to We Are The Sound because you have that that riff. When they do this live, it always there's always some good crowd participation uh, with the bridge, like da 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 We are the sound. We are the sound. I particularly like You Burn First. You, I was going to talk about You Burn First because at first I thought it was Wade singing, but it is actually uh, the front man of the band Planes Mistaken for Stars. Oh, I didn't realize that. Which is kind of that. interesting because I should get more in. I've, I think I've heard, I've heard of that band. Yeah, Garrett O'Donnell is the front man for that. So it's a little bit of a softer, more acoustic turn on here. Oh. Which if you've... If you've heard if you've heard any of their acoustic songs that Alexis on Fire have done on the Death Letter EP from 2012, you, they can definitely pull it off. If if, and, it, if there's a track on here that goes second place for me, other than you know first place being this could be anywhere in the world, right? Yeah, that um, that that bridge, the way the city, and then you hear the little like acoustic part, and then the little right symbol thing, and then it kicks back in, yeah. and then the last walk with us. That little space right before it kicks into the chorus again. My second favorite track on the album is probably Boiled Frogs. Yeah, Boiled Frogs, I actually, it's grown on me a lot since it came out. It's basically about, it's inspired by, there was a situation where uh, George Pettit, his dad, he was working for someone that tried to cheat him out of a pension at his job. And it's based on the whole theory that if a frog's placed in a pot of water and then the temperature slowly goes up, they won't notice they're being cooked alive. <laughs> and that that whole comparison, it's, it's like that's the idea. If a frog's placed in a boiling pot of water, they'll jump right out because they, they can tell. Ugh. But that's the thing. If someone's put in a situation where they can't tell that things are going wrong, then it's going to be too late by the time they do anything about it. Anyway. One, one song I do have to address is uh, Keep It On Wax, which... I don't know. It's it's long been thought and speculated that the song is directed towards the former drummer Jesse Inglevich because I, I guess at the time there was still some animosity between them because at the time he left because he wanted because there was a statement that he and the band had, had slowly grown apart. He wanted to spend more time with his family and his fiance. And at that time, when they when you're a band that's building momentum and you're about to break internationally. You're definitely going to want to have people that are willing to stick together and see that commitment through. And sometimes you have to lose some people along the way. But I'm sure they've made up by now. But it's basically trying to appeal to a more peaceful sort of conflict resolution. This idea of keeping something on wax instead of, you know, through music, you know, wax, final records. It's <laughs> a good one, too. Josh, thank you. I mean this. Thank you for picking this album. Thank you for giving me an entire new album to add to my library. I know I probably didn't go super into detail with this, but I think definitely Alexis on Fire, especially in light of recent news, it's a good time to get into their discography because I guarantee you're going to find a lot of meaningful songs in here and there's a lot of neat instrumentation that that I, I definitely think if you're looking for something that's post hardcore, but it's got that, it's got some hardcore punk components in there as well. You can't go wrong with this album. When I, when I listen to this, I'm taken back to that, that time. And I would just let Spotify after the album ended, I would just let Spotify just continue going. And it kept playing their music. Like it kept playing a bunch of their music that I'd never heard and never 
did I get to a point where I need to turn this off? And that's that's the crazy thing. It's like even Spotify knows they're the only band ever. <laughs> it's a weird feeling thinking, God, every track I listen to, I like. You know, you can set Pandora to any you know radio station, and you're gonna get a couple like, all right, I'm gonna hit that skip button, and most likely you're gonna run out of skips. It's just the reality. This- like this is a great album that's designed for like the opening drum fill on mailbox are mailbox stars and like ba 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 ba. Like if you could just take that part and copy paste it and make like a little, that just sounds like something I would love to hear. Just go on a little further. I would also recommend if you guys can find the two, uh, I don't know if they were B sides or bonus tracks. My God is a reasonable man in Thrones. I don't know if they necessarily fit in the album context, but if you can find them, definitely check those out as well. Cause I think they, they fit in line with what, what the album is trying to say. Thank you for checking in with us. I'm Dave Moore. That's Josh Weinberg, of course, for all our links, including our upcoming albums. If you guys want to see what we're listening to next, if you guys want to listen along with us, go to ForgetBeingCool.com. Go to the listening in page or ForgetBeingCool.com slash L-I-P. You can join our Facebook group. You can find the show on iTunes. You can listen to it on Google Play Music. Hopefully someday we'll be on Spotify. By the time you're listening to this, we might be on Spotify. Who knows? Josh, getting last words to tell them before we check out? Well, thank you guys for listening. And remember, there's no hope left for these souls. Hit that subscribe button. Like, comment, and subscribe. For more great discussions, hit that subscribe button or visit forgetbeingcool.com. <laughs>